Well, good morning and welcome again to another podcast, Down to Earth but Heavenly Minded. I'm your host, Irv Risch. And as you remember, last time we got together for a podcast, we started a study in First Peter. Uh, and we started uh, by having an introduction to uh, uh, Peter and his life. And, uh, and then we looked at a few verses in the start of chapter 1. Well, today we're going to continue on in First uh, Peter. And uh, we're in part two today. Uh, last time we covered part one. And uh, like I said, this was a, a paper that was written by uh, Keith uh, Orgaz. And uh, he sent me the uh, complete document. Uh, and I'm just going through it as he had written it. And uh, today we're going to continue on. Uh, where we left off, and last time we were referring to our heavenly inheritance, uh, and the scripture continues on with that thought about our heavenly inheritance, and it says, in this we greatly rejoice, talking about the heavenly inheritance. In this we greatly rejoice, even though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been distressed by various trials, so that the proof of your faith, being more precious than gold, which perishes, uh, though tested by fire, may be found to result in praise, glory, and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Wow, that's, that's beautiful when you think about it. That's the reason we go through trials. When Peter boasted that he would uh, even go to death rather than deny the Lord, the Lord said to him, Simon, Simon, Satan has desired you that he may sift you uh, as wheat, but I have prayed for you that your faith uh, fail not. Well, as we see, when we just sifted the value uh, kernel, our sep the valuable kernels are separated from the worthless shaft. The shaft blows away, and the uh, precious wheat is now pure and usable. The point of it of this is to get rid of the shaft, not to injure or diminish the wheat. You know when the the wheat in the, the chaff is uh, separated. There's a reason for it. We want to get the, the wheat kernel and get rid of all that chaff. Uh, that's the chaff that's in it. Then the Lord said, And when you are restored, strengthen your brothers, so that when Peter is doing here, he's denying the Lord. And when the Lord looked at him, after the rooster crowed, Peter's heart was broken. Three days later, when the Lord rose from the dead, Peter rushed to his grave. Then the Lord met privately with him, forgiving him. He was publicly restored. 
He, uh, and, and he did this uh, in front of his, the other disciples. So publicly, he was restored. We love the Lord and want to do his will. He sets the uh, chaff among the wheat, and he allows trials and tribulations, some very deep and painful, to rest, to test our faith. He allows the fiery trials, and he turns the heat up on us. The refining heat, uh, the raw gold, uh, heats up the raw gold in uh, order to cause the drought to rise to the surface and skim it off. Uh, what is left is pure gold. You know, at one time I worked in a foundry, and, and they used to throw this flux in the furnaces, and it would cause the uh, melting metal to almost seem to boil, but all the impurities would come to the top, and then the furnace tenders would skim that all off, and all that was left was the pure metal uh, that was used uh, for uh, casting. Well, the same uh, process is used, to draw off the pure gold and get rid of all that, uh, those impurities uh, in the gold to make it pure. And that's exactly what the Lord does with us. To God, the trials of our faith is worth more than pure gold. And then, you know, Keith writes, he says, one of my favorite poems is called The Refining Fire. And, uh, he gives us this poem, and I'm not real good at reciting poems. My father used to be, but I am not. But I will read the poem anyway. The Refining Fire. He sat by the fire of sevenfold heat as he watched by the precious ore and closed closer he bent uh, with a searching gaze as the heat is more and more. He knew he had one that could stand the test, and he wanted to find the gold. Well, to mold and a, to mold as a crown for the king to wear, set with gems of price untold. So he laid our gold in the burning fire. Though we faint, we have said, we have said him nigh, and he watched the draw, as we had not seen, as it melted and passed away. And the gold grew brighter, and yet more bright, and our eyes were so dim with tears, as we saw the fire, not the master's hand and question with anxious fear. Yet our gold shone out with a rich glow as it mirrored a form above that bent o'er the fire through unseen by us, though unseen by us, with a look of infinite love. Can we think that it pleased his loving heart 
to cause a moment of pain. Ah, no, but he saw through the present cross the bliss of eternal gain. So he waits there with a watchful eye, with a love that is strong and sure, and his gold did not suffer a bit more than was needed to make it pure. You know, this is beautiful, but it was, the author is unknown. And I can see why Keith loved this poem. And uh, truly, it is beautiful. We are being refined in this life to be used by the Master and to reflect the love of God to a lost world. You know, we're an extension. That's what the church is, an extension to God's love for a lost world. And that's why we are to witness to people and, uh, and to be a light in a dark world. Well, I'm going to end my podcast here. Uh, I know it's not long. Beautiful, beautiful portion. I thank Keith for, for sharing this with us. And uh, with that said, I'm just going to end my podcast like I always do. God is out here. You can find him in your Bible. Just open it up. Well, bye for now. Till next time.